0: It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather. And he who controls the weather will control the world. Welcome to the Bad News Broadcast. So many dire breaking reports to cover in this installment. But first, a small dose of context. If you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do read the newspaper, a.k.a. Matrix Media, you're misinformed. These are timeless words of wisdom from Mr. Mark Twain. Substitute power structure controlled Matrix Media for the word newspaper, and here we are. Huge percentages of populations that are gravely misinformed, feeding for information from the Matrix Media trough of total disinformation, and all too often accepting prepackaged conclusions that they desperately wish and want to be the truth, except it isn't. Let's add this from George Orwell's prophetic writing in the Cautionary Tale, 1984. Every record has been destroyed or falsified. Every book rewritten. Every picture has been repainted. Every statue and street building has been renamed. Every date has been altered. More from Orwell's 1984. The three slogans of the party are War is peace, freedom is slavery, and ignorance is strength. And now, currently, just as was the case in the book 1984, the three slogans are repeated daily to the citizens. The slogans are, of course, carefully crafted to indoctrinate citizens. That perpetual war is the only path to peace. That individual freedoms and liberty are evil and are so the party says, the true forms of enslavement. Citizens should exist, they say, in a state of ignorance and depends solely on the party for their knowledge. In Orwell's World of 1984, again as it is today, the Ministry of Truth is actually the ministry of propaganda for the party and is responsible for rewriting history. The ministry's main purpose is to rewrite history in order to make the party look all-powerful inerrant and just, when in reality, it is anything but. Historical documents that contradict the party's version of history are thrown down memory holes and into incinerators. And let's add this, any who dare to question the party that is clearly in control are relentlessly demonized until or unless they submit and apologize for their inexcusable insubordination... From climate engineering to constant conflict, the core controllers are the same. The anniversary of Pearl Harbor has just come and gone. How many new Pearl Harbors have we had since? Which are ongoing at this very moment in time? How many will summon the courage to refuse to go silently into the night? How many will choose the narrow road, the high road, the road less traveled? New this week from U.S. Naval War College, lectures of opportunity, quote, geoengineering the Earth's climate, end quote. This event, however, isn't open to the general public. What a surprise. This event is for the U.S. Naval War College students and faculty staff only. stop. And consider the totality of this hubris. The U.S. military believing it has the right to play God with the weather and cooperating with other nations, even those that we are told are adversarial nations, that are doing exactly the same. Owning the weather by 2025. That's the title of a U.S. military document. Just another example of the sea of insanity that we're all drowning in. And if you think this is all being done for your benefit, think again. There's so much more. From TheEconomist.com, solar geoengineering is becoming a respectable idea. They say one way to fix an accidentally altered climate is to alter it again, deliberately. Is that not the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result? One layer of insanity heaped on top of another on top of another until there's nothing left? From sciencebusiness.net, new reports bolster case for research into controversial earth cooling geoengineering. These are all new reports. The name of this source is certainly correct, sciencebusiness.net. Yes, the business of so-called science. To the highest bidder, now openly pushing for climate engineering operations as if they haven't been ongoing for over 75 years already, wreaking havoc with the planet's remaining life support systems. Populations and every single form of life. From BNNnews.com, this new report. Here's the title Solar Radiation Modification, a Controversial Yet Crucial Tool Against Climate Change. Let's stop there. Again, after over 75 years of ongoing covert global climate engineering, aka weather warfare operations, on top of the juggernaut of planetary destruction known as military industrial so called civilization, How's the atmosphere doing overall? Not so well, to say the least. On that note, new from sciencealert.com, scientists warn the atmosphere hasn't been like this in 14 million years. Summary, anthropogenic activity has radically altered atmospheric chemistry. And then there's the imploding ozone layer that none in the so-called science community wants to talk about, let alone admit to. None of this bodes well for the fate of the human race or the entire web of life, at least what's left of it. And even now, how many there are who cluelessly continue to claim that nothing is wrong, nothing to see here, they say. It's all a big hoax, they tell us. The climate and environment are just fine, they want us to believe. And of course, such individuals also never mention the issue of climate engineering operations. And in such a case you can be assured of the fact that any comment in this category and from this kind of individual is either completely clueless or lying. Take your pick. There can be no legitimate discussion of climate anything from any perspective without first and foremost acknowledging and addressing the climate engineering issue, a.k.a. weather warfare. And what else is in the atmospheric aerosol dispersions? GeoengineeringWatch.org has stated on the record for many years that we believed available data indicated that defoliants were being used to force deciduous trees into leaf death, leaf drop, and dormancy. Please listen carefully to this short update because it carries grave ramifications for us all for what we breathe, what we drink, and what we consume in our foods. Because temperatures are now often too warm for nature's processes to function properly, the controllers are desperately trying to create the appearance of a normal seasonal change when, in reality, nothing is normal now. The following is a statement from a PhD microbiologist whose identity we are not yet ready to disclose. Here it is. With financial support provided by geoengineeringwatch.org, my research lab conducted an investigative study to determine if synthetically produced plant hormones could be involved in geoengineering operations. He continues, We collected rainwater samples through the month of September 2023. We then sent those samples to a private lab which has the equipment and capabilities for quantifying the amount of 20-plus plant hormones. Our preliminary assessment of the results shows that a large amount of synthetic hormones are being used to induce leaf senescence, leaf death, and eventual drop if the wind blows the leaves off. Otherwise, they can sit fully foliated on trees all winter long, foliated with dead leaves. That's not nature. So we've said it to watch Watch.org for numerous years. The scientist that conducted this testing for geoengineeringwatch.org then continues with this. Of the many compounds identified, salicylic acid was found at exorbitant concentrations. We had values as high as 500,000 parts per billion. Other hormones were also found at concentrations of as high as 2,000 parts per billion. Salicylic acid can cause leaf senescence by blocking carbon assimilation within the cells, which also causes a decrease in chlorophyll, leading to leaf color change. This also explains why many deciduous trees keep their leaves attached throughout the winter. Chemically induced leaf senescence is not a natural process and takes place at a much faster speed than it would naturally, and leaf attachment to trees during the winter is likely the result of this incomplete biological process." quote. Bottom line, yes, geoengineeringwatch.org now has proof of defoliants being dispersed in fall rains. More to come on this subject on future installments of Global Alert News. On that note, more deception. This headline, from devx.com, COP28 Climate Conference Ignites SAI Geoengineering Debate, that's Stratospheric Aerosol Injection. What we see in our skies, jet aircraft, dispersing particulates, all of them toxic, many different elements. But the debate is on at the Facade Climate Conference. From that report, during the ongoing COP28 climate conference in the United Arab Emirates, the subject of stratospheric aerosol injection has ignited discussions among researchers and financial supporters. SAI, a type of geoengineering, entails dispersing particles into the atmosphere to reflect sunlight and cool the planet. Doesn't cool the planet, not overall. Temporary toxic surface cool-downs at the cost of an even worse overall warming, and we are about to reap the percussions of that, stacked on top of all the other forms of anthropogenic damage to the planet. And from the same source, this headline. Examining the ethical ramifications of stratospheric aerosol injection testing. The ethical ramifications is that it isn't. There's nothing ethical, there's nothing benevolent about climate engineering anything. It's weather warfare, period. And when they call it testing, how can they possibly say that after over 75 years of ongoing weather warfare? Testing. And we, all of us, each of us, along with the entire web of life, are the test subjects. No, it's not about ethical ramifications. It's about moral bankruptcy and complete unbridled evil. There is no other word for it. And it's not just what's happening in our skies, is it? Moral bankruptcy and unbridled evil is raging on the ground inside of the entire world, the vast majority of which is turning two blind eyes to ongoing scenarios that are the epitome of moral depravity being carried out in the name of justice. And the official narrative for all of it from the skies to the ground, is almost entirely controlled by the same sources of completely unchecked power. Those who print the money control the narrative, and the majority of public opinion with it. They fund and control so-called higher learning institutions. They fund and thus control militaries, which then allow them to control entire countries. They sow the seeds of conflict And then carry out long-standing agendas and objectives. And once the conflicts are sparked and the flames ignite, gravely impacting countless lives under the guise of so-called justice. Filling in the blank of the core power center that's pulling the strings isn't difficult. At least not for anyone that isn't already hopelessly programmed or completely asleep at the wheel. All is part of the script, the final act, and the drama of the human race, which in terms of geologic timescales will amount to little more than the proverbial flash in a pan. A blink of an eye in geologic time, here and gone, likely taking the entire web of life down with us. From climate engineering to conflict zones, the clinically insane are currently in control. The majority of populations are actively or passively participating. It cannot be otherwise. Matrix media manipulation of public opinion feeds the normalcy bias, material consumption, and mass distraction until the brutal, bitter end. How close it is. And even now, so few have a clue. Question, does anyone else find it interesting that there's almost always a mass shooting event to eclipse the news the string pullers don't want you to hear at the moment? Far too few have yet summoned the courage to break ranks from the mob and acknowledge the truth, however bitter a pill that may be. We're here for a reason. Each of us must decide for ourselves what that reason is. Next, a dire warning just issued from the journal Nature. Stay tuned. You're listening to the weekly installment of the commercial-free non-political global alert news hour, the end of the world as we know it broadcast brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of global climate engineering operations, aka weather warfare. Reaching a critical mass of awareness is the only way forward in this fight. We can, we must reach a critical mass by starting a conversation on climate engineering that leads people to a credible source of data. Geoengineeringwatch.org will continue all of our efforts to be the go-to source on covert climate engineering operations. As mentioned a moment ago, a new warning from the journal Nature. Here's the headline. Catastrophic change looms as Earth nears climate tipping points, report says. These are ongoing reports getting worse every single week. Polar ice, coral reefs, and other Earth systems could cross irrevocable thresholds soon, but urgent action, they say, could stave off the worst effects. That's the lie. You can't slow this kind of momentum. We are going to hit the wall. That's a given. The question is, will anyone make it through what's coming? The damage done to the polar regions, the reefs, and other systems is already irreparable in any time frame that matters. Report continues, climate change has placed the world in danger of breaching numerous planetary tipping points, according to a scientific assessment compiled by more than 200 researchers. Crossing these points, they say, could lead to irreversible effects already has on natural systems that are crucial to human livelihoods. No, not just human livelihoods. Why is everything put in terms of money? Money means nothing on a dead planet, does it? Shiny yellow metals mean nothing on a dead planet, and the Ponzi scheme stock market will soon collapse, long overdue. The authors of this study stated this and add that it's time to confront these dangers head on and accelerate efforts to prevent them. What do they mean by that? Climate engineering. They say these tipping points pose threats of a magnitude that has never been faced before by humanity. They continue, humanity's decisions over the next decade or two could affect life on the planet for thousands of years. Not true. We don't have a decade or two. We'll be lucky to make the end of this decade on the current course, and it doesn't affect the planet for thousands of years. It would take, at this point, if you stopped all forms of human activity based on previous paleo events, The equilibrium period is likely in the millions or tens of millions of years. They then say this. The report also provides hope, really. It lists potential positive tipping points in social, political, and economic systems, which, if crossed, could result in runaway benefits for the climate. Scientists say they're already seeing evidence of one such tipping point as declines in the cost of wind and solar power drive more and more investment away from fossil fuels and towards green energy. There is no Current clean energy technology at best. It's a carbon fuel extender wind and solar especially many highly toxic elements used in the production of those and a very significant amount of carbon fuel used how much carbon fuel does it take to build an Eight or 900 foot high wind turbine that has a very short functional lifespan. This is all total Pollyanna delusion I'll get to more on that in a moment from life Breach of key global warming threshold, quote, inevitable as carbon emissions hit record high. This headline, again from science.com, is just more deception. The point of no return, the planet that we have previously known, was crossed about two decades ago. It's not inevitable somewhere down the road. It was already crossed in the rearview mirror. This next headline, just posted from MIT Technology Review, puts some of the primary puzzle pieces into perspective. Carbon fuel emissions are over a million times greater than carbon removal efforts. Worldwide CO2 emissions are projected to reach 36.8 billion metric tons in 2023. Stop and consider that. All the hyped carbon fuel removal sensationalized technologies are doing, in effect, nothing. They're removing one one one-millionth of what's being emitted. But it's not just the burning of carbon fuels, is it? It's the cutting down of our forests, the incineration of the same. Climate engineering core to all of that equation. It's the decimation of the ozone layer. Again, climate engineering is the core factor. And with so many wheels turning in this scenario, feedback loops are being triggered and are finally being admitted to. Here's a case in point. New from PHYS.org. Melting fire ice. Study finds climate change can cause methane to be released from the deep ocean. The report then says new research has shown that fire ice, aka frozen methane, which is trapped as a solid underneath our oceans, is vulnerable to melting due to climate change and could be released into the sea. Researchers say that much more methane could potentially be vulnerable and released into the atmosphere as a result of climate warming. Could, may, might. No, is. Already has been. How many times, over how many years, have I desperately tried to sound the alarm on the thawing and releasing seafloor methane deposits? A process that has been occurring for many decades. A process that is the core causal factor behind the Bermuda Triangle ship sinkings. When a seafloor methane field reaches its tipping point, often the entire deposit releases all at once. The rising plume of methane gas then aerates the water column. Any surface vessel then loses its buoyancy if it's on top of this rising plume and sinks to the bottom intact. Why has it taken mainstream sources so long to admit to the truth that geoengineeringwatch.org has trumpeted for so many years? Because now the situation has become so severe, it can no longer be hidden or denied. Moving on, so-called green energy to the rescue, right? Not so much. Newfromthenation.com, the Green New Deal is the opiate of the masses. From that report, in the global north... Measures to stop climate change cannot double as ways to further economic growth. No. Again, greenwashing won't save us from ourselves. The Nation.com report continues with this. Coddled by the invisibility of our lifestyle's costs, those of us living in the global north have been able to turn our back on reality, ignoring the inkling of awareness tickling the edges of our consciousness, and now we've run out of time to take measures to address the danger. Yes, we have definitely run out of time, and climate engineering further fueling the fire. Green energy is not a cure. Carbon fuel extender at best, and in many cases much worse. Search and view planet of the humans to learn what those in the so-called renewable energy don't want you to know. New from the New York Times, as world heats, energy for air conditioning could double by 2050. Don't worry about that headline. We won't make 2050, we won't make 2040, and we will be lucky to make 2030. How many take notice of the background skies in TV commercials on the great outdoors? Sky scenes that are now almost always featureless dirty gray or white, often with shockingly visible geoengineering aerosol dispersion lines. And no, they're not just condensation trails, as the geoengineeringwatch.org documentary, The Dimming, has long since proven on the record. What about electric vehicles? They'll save us from ourselves, right? Not so much. New from the L.A. Times, electric vehicles less reliable than conventional cars and trucks. No surprise there. And about the hypocrisy, it's mind-numbing. Highly toxic, sometimes explosive batteries and charge-ups that come from carbon-fuel-burning power plants. One big circus of insanity while the human race circles the drain. On that subject, this new headline from PBS.org and many other sources In November, Earth set new heat record for sixth month in a row. To clarify, since June of this year, each successive month has shattered the former record for the all-time hottest month in recorded history. Each month warmer than the last. If this doesn't alarm you, it should. But in parts of the U.S., and currently in... Expansive regions of Russia, chemical ice nucleation cooldowns are being carried out on a vast scale. The two largest militaries, the two biggest climate engineering participants, both confusing and dividing their populations on the true state of planetary meltdown by engineering winter with chemical cloud seeding elements and operations. From AccuWeather.com and many other sources, 2023 will officially be the hottest year on record, scientists report. This report comes as delegates from more than 150 countries are in Dubai for COP28. What a total farce that conference is. Simply forcing countries behind the scenes to cooperate with climate intervention operations while they plan to drill and burn more and more until there's nothing left. They say the UN's annual climate summit where the discussion over whether to phase out planet warming carbon fuels has been heated. Earth's temperature was off the charts this year, and scientists just confirmed what much of the planet already felt coming. 2023 will officially be the hottest year on record. Again, every month since June has been the hottest such month, and November piled on to the rest, worrying scientists about what this means for the planet in the coming years. It's called runaway climate collapse, being further fueled by climate engineering operations, which have prevented the planet from responding to the other sources of damage being done, and this form of interference with the planet's life support systems is not being done benevolently. Keep that in mind. And consider on these reports that these are the same so-called scientists that are meeting in these conferences that deny the reality of the shockingly obvious climate engineering operations. They deny it publicly, but behind the scenes, certainly there are many that are involved. So if so many in the so-called climate science community are in some form actively or passively involved with the deception, does that mean that they're lying about the true state of global temperatures? Yes, it does, and yes, they are, but not in the direction that most would like to believe actual surface temperature readings are routinely far higher than what's officially being reported. Translation, the true severity of global temperature rise is far more advanced and severe than what's being officially reported further the constant chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding operations and the temporary toxic surface cooldowns they create further skews temperature readings helping the matrix controllers to mask the true gravity of what's unfolding which further facilitates the ongoing epidemic of complacency and normalcy bias in populations the holiday season and Trump trial theater also provides more mass distraction from collapsing ecosystems all over the world and the ongoing accelerating conflict zone atrocities that almost none are willing to talk about, at least not truthfully, due to the real and present risk of severe blowback for doing so. For far too many, the motivation to conform to the herd is far more powerful than the motivation to acknowledge shocking atrocities and gross injustice. But in the end, nature will have the final word. How could it be otherwise? On that note, new from NPR, the iceberg cometh. It's the size of a Oahu, and it's moving into the open ocean. Report then says Iceberg 23 A23A measures 40 by 32 nautical miles. It's a truly gargantuan piece of ice, the report states and it's likely up to 1,200 feet thick. This is like a giant ice island now floating north into the ocean. Just the beginning. From CBS News, ancient methane escaping from melting glaciers could potentially warm the planet even more. Not could, not may, not might, already is. They say glacial retreat is the big driver of gas escape here. And again, we have the ocean, the seafloor deposits I mentioned earlier. The methane release statement was made by Andy Hodson, who's a glaciologist at the University Center in Svalbard, Norway. It's considered the world's northernmost and fastest warming community. And this is where the Global Controllers constructed the so-called Doomsday Seed Vault in the fastest warming region of the polar zones. The message here is this. The power structure for all their evil genius can't even get their own end-of-the-world preparations right. No, they don't have it all figured out. They're completely out of control. And worse, they, the power structure, couldn't do what they do without the active or passive support of the majority population. From all those that would rather look the other way on countless issues, including climate engineering, ecocide, genocide, how many are turning two blind eyes to all of it? More headlines. Trudeau government cracks down on methane leaks from oil and gas. That's from Bloomberg. Too late. Similar headline, Biden administration issues rule to cut methane emissions from oil and gas. That's from the TheHill.com. Too late. And about what's being absorbed in the oceans, unprecedented mass coral bleaching expected in 2024, say experts. That's from The Guardian. This is the death of the oceans. It's unfolding at blinding speed. We're hurtling toward what's called Canfield Ocean. If you don't know what that is, please look it up and research it. From studyfinds.org, 66.9 trillion tons, that's Antarctica's melting ice shelves, they're releasing mind-boggling amounts of water, 66.9 trillion tons. And the cooldowns I mentioned earlier in the U.S. and Russia being carried out, again, consider the timing of that during the COP conference right now being Managed by an Arab oil company executive. Is that not the epitome of conflict of interest? From France24.com. World may pass 1.5 degrees C global warming threshold in seven years. That's a blatant glaring lie. We are likely past 3.5 C warming now since pre-industrial temperatures. And with that factor in mind... Let's consider this headline from Politico.com. COP28, open secret at climate talks. The top temperature goal is mostly gone, they say. Researchers injected a sobering finding into the global climate negotiations Sunday, that's last Sunday, by saying the world will likely fail its most important warming test already has The Politico.com report then states, Experts hope humans can also use carbon dioxide removal to lower global temperatures to safer levels, end quote. Let's stop there for a moment. Any so-called expert that even entertains the delusion that carbon dioxide removal cons can even slightly lower or slow the sinking ship, the Titanic, on which we're all passengers, is either mentally challenged or lying. Take your pick. As was already covered in this broadcast, CO2 removal schemes are only sequestering one one-millionth of the carbon that's being emitted. One one-millionth. The largest CO2 sequestering facility so far, over an entire year of operations, sequestered three seconds worth of annual global CO2 emissions. This is the mentality of trying to hold back a tidal wave with a paper cup and no more CO2 isn't better. Yes, it's necessary for plants, but only to the degree that they have evolved to utilize it. You can't just completely alter atmospheric chemistry in the geologic blink of an eye and expect anything to adapt. It can't. One more footnote on the COP28 Global Climate Conference. The COP28 president says, "Quote: there is no science behind demands for phasing out carbon fuels. And that if we did, it would take the world, quote, back into caves. If we remain on the current course, we won't be in caves. We won't be here at all. You can quote me on that. From AP News Barcelona may need water shipped in during a record drought in northeast Spain, authorities say. Tighter water restrictions for drought stricken northeast Spain went into effect this week with authorities and Catalonia is stating that Barcelona may need to have fresh water shipped in by boat in the coming months. Catalonia is suffering its worst drought on record with reservoirs that provide water for about 6 million people, including Spain's second biggest city, Barcelona, down to just 18% of their capacity. Let's add this. Great Salt Lake crisis. Falling water levels in the Great Salt Lake in Utah could see toxic dust make area uninhabitable. That's from U.S. News. With all of this I'm covering, keep in mind that climate engineers control the spigot. We can speculate on agendas and objectives being carried out, but the fact that they control where it rains, when it rains, how much it rains and how toxic that rain is, beyond debate. From fortune.com, Panama Canal has gotten so dry and backed up after brutal drought that shippers are paying up to $4 million to make the transition across the peninsula. They can wait in line, the report says, for days or weeks as low water levels limit the number of ships passing through the 50-mile waterway carrying cars, consumer goods, fruit, and fuel. And from Fox News, let's add this. Farmers face struggle through continued Mississippi River drought while the Army Corps of Engineers continues to try and dredge this extremely important waterway. The report then says extreme drought and a warm fall has left water levels in the Mississippi near-record lows providing problematic scenarios for farmers relying on the river to get crops to market. 60% of America's grain exports travel down the river to the Gulf Coast. That's according to the USDA. Here's a history reminder. Project Popeye, the U.S. military, was so successful at making it rain in Vietnam in the 60s that international treaties were eventually passed forbidding weather warfare. Not that any nation cares about international law. So, with that in mind, how clear can it be that after over 50 years of rapidly developing additional weather modification technology, obviously the U.S. military could augment rainfall if that was their agenda. But it clearly isn't in the cases just mentioned. In fact, satellite imagery makes clear that climate intervention operations are, in so many cases, being utilized to cut down or completely cut off precipitation, in places like Iran, Panama, and the U.S. Why? I'll leave that up to the listener to conclude, but it is absolutely occurring. And for the record, climate engineering operations are even more effective at cutting off the flow of rain than they are at augmenting it. The climate engineers, again, control the hydrological cycle. Drought deluge scenarios are the hallmark of geoengineering operations. Crops and supply chains can, of course, also be decimated by deluge, along with populations, not just drought. The following is a case in point. From MackeyWeather.com, more than 300 killed as heavy rains wreak havoc across East Africa. Torrential rains and flash floods have ripped through parts of East Africa for several weeks in a row, killing more than 350 people and displacing over 1 million across Somalia, Kenya, Ethiopia, and Tanzania. Drought. Deluge scenarios. As former U.S. President Lyndon Baines Johnson fanatically stated all the way back in 1962, quote, he who controls the weather controls the world. And now in the current version of George Orwell's 1984, what President Johnson stated is more true now than ever before. He who controls the weather controls the food supply, thus controls populations, and thus controls the world. Welcome The Planetary Asylum You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News The Bad News Broadcast Installment number 435 December 9th, 2023 This is Dane Wigington, your host Global Alert News is brought to you by Geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited Website in the world on the subject of climate Intervention operations known as Geoengineering. The commercial-free Non-political Global Alert News Hour Is broadcast on numerous stations Throughout the U.S. AM and FM Recordings of this broadcast can be found on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent column. As always, geoengineeringwatch.org wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us to expand our reach and thus our voice in this desperate last hour effort to sound the alarm. On that subject, if you're on our email list, please put us on your email contact book so that our mail outs don't go to the spam files. Please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities. The best way to share is by circulating the direct link to The Dimming by email directly from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. When viewing our YouTube of The Dimming or Global Alert News or any other Geoengineering Watch video on YouTube, please subscribe, share, and comment, all of which helps helps us to circulate critically important data to a much wider audience. Waking the masses to the climate engineering onslaught is the great imperative of our time. If we can expose it, we can stop it from the inside out as we awaken our military brothers and sisters to what they are participating in, their own demise and ours. The planet must be allowed to respond to the damage already done on its own or we have no chance. And to all those who are steadfastly committed to this must-win fight for all that matters, as always, I want to express my deepest and most profound gratitude. It's our collective efforts that can still make a difference at this late hour. Please stay tuned for input and specific directions on how to make your voice heard in this all-important fight. More breaking bad news headlines from Medium.com. Climate change will kill the weakest and youngest of everything. And that will lead, the report says, to catastrophe, obviously. The report then states, quote, we all know that we're in the middle of a global collapse. Well, we don't all know that. Many, unfortunately, are hopelessly oblivious to that fact, apparently until they hit the wall at full velocity. The report says plants and animals, again on the collapse category, land and ocean, economics and politics. They say it's all going down and it's happening in real time. That's true all true. Let's stop there for a moment because it's not just quote climate change. The science term for what is actually unfolding again is abrupt climate collapse. Now add the ubiquitous contamination of the entire planet, virtually everything, every single drop of rain and everything else with it, and not just from industrialized militarized activities that are Admitted to, but also from the officially denied global climate intervention operations that are dumping tens of millions of tons of toxic filth into our skies on an annual basis. Nanoparticles of elements like aluminum, barium, strontium, manganese, polymer fibers, surfactants, graphene, and more. And now we know defoliants as well. And although all of this atmospheric sun blocking particle pollution, which Includes chemical ice nucleating elements, which can and does create temporary toxic surface cooldowns, but it comes at the cost of an even worse overall warming. A destroyed ozone layer, without which we all die, and a completely contaminated planet. So, with all that in mind, should it come as any surprise whatsoever that the weakest and youngest of everything in the web of life is already dying? Or, rather, being killed off? No. That absolutely shouldn't come as any surprise, and it's just the beginning of an unfolding scenario that is accelerating at blinding speed. If you don't believe it, you will, soon enough. Wait and see, and consider the numbers already. We've already lost 90% of the global pelagic fish population, the food fish plankton down 90% in the Atlantic, other oceans not far behind. Global wildlife populations down 70% in the last 40 years alone. Insect populations down 80 to 90%. How long do we think we will survive on this planet with no insects when they can't survive? These questions aren't hard to answer. From Reuters.com, temperatures in Siberia dip to -56 degrees Celsius as record snow blankets Moscow, how can there be so much snow if the planet is hurling, hurtling into meltdown? Again, as I already covered, two most anomalously cooled down zones in the world at this moment, part of the U.S. Lower 48 and much of Russia, two biggest militaries in the world, two biggest climate intervention operations in the world. None of this should be surprising. About the second country, the United States, from AccuWeather.com. Powerful weekend storm to bring rain, possible snow to millions in east. From that report, a highly disruptive storm will unleash severe thunderstorms, heavy rain, and possibly snow to more than two dozen states across the central and eastern United States over the upcoming weekend. This is another named winter storm with moisture-fed out of the record-warm Gulf of Mexico, and they admit to that here. Warm human air surging out of the Gulf of Mexico ahead of an approaching cold front. There could be a period when rain changes over to snow before coming to an end. Again, the chemical ice nucleation process losing ground, the climate engineers losing ground, losing their ability to even chemically cool certain regions no matter how hard they try, and the rain changes from... Frozen material, I don't want to dignify it with the term snow back to rain and back to frozen material. We know what's in that frozen material because we've tested it. Chemical ice nucleating elements are in it. Part of the reason why that snow is so slick, it's full of surfactants, thus so many traffic accidents on this artificially slick material. They say this storm will interact with cold air on the northwest side of the storm. AccuWeather meteorologist Joe Bauer explained, if the cold air can move in quickly enough, we could be looking at a zone of impactful snow from the Midwest and up through the Great Lakes Saturday into Sunday. Wind gusts of 40 to 60 miles per hour with an AccuWeather local storm max of 75 miles per hour are anticipated. Welcome to engineered winter weather, total deception. Welcome to chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding operations now increasingly followed by a weather whiplash warm up. Please search the engineering winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn what most would rather not know. About the weather whiplash warm ups, here's a case in point. Also from AccuWeather Clipper storm to spread snow and rain from Midwest through Mid Atlantic ahead of big warm up. They then say a topsy-turvy weather pattern is setting up for the eastern United States, starting with a clipper system that will slice from the Midwest through the Mid-Atlantic into midweek. They then say temperatures will surge as much as 25 degrees above the historical average from the northern Rockies to the northern and central plains afterward. Again, the two nations currently being subjected to the largest chemical cool-down zones, followed often by the radical warm-ups, U.S. and Russia. Two largest military machines in the world. No surprise. More bad news. New from the UN. Drought unfolding as a quote, unprecedented planetary scale emergency. From that report, drought is starting to unfold as an unprecedented planetary scale emergency, the United Nations has warned. A new global drought snapshot report released by the UN Convention to Combat Desertification at COP28, has warned that drought is becoming a silent killer as climate change worsens. Again, no mention of climate engineering, which is the single greatest drought-causing factor on the planet at this moment in time. They say forced migration surges globally. Violent water conflicts are on the rise as well. The ecological base that enables all life on Earth is eroding more quickly than at any time in known human history. They continue, we have no alternative to moving forward in a way that respects the planet's boundaries and the interdependencies of all forms of life. We need to reach binding global agreements for proactive measures that are to be taken by nations to curtail the spells of drought. Remember and consider it is impossible for there to be less rain overall on a rapidly warming planet unless there's a factor we're not being told about. That factor is climate engineering and the desiccant particles that are used in these operations. The the atmosphere holds 7% more moisture for every degree C of warming. We're likely past 3.5 degrees C now. Should be much more deluge overall, but there is, in fact, more drought. That being said, as already stated Deluge can be utilized to destroy crops as readily as drought, and deluge has been manipulated very effectively since at least the 1960s, as covered in this broadcast as well. Project Popeye. From ABC News Australia, heavy rain causes damage during critical South Australian Victoria harvest season. A heavy downpour across southern Australia has coincided with the peak of the busy grain harvest. We see this all over the world. At the most critical moments of time, crops are decimated. Either flash drought, flash flooding, flash freezing, over and over and over again. They say that this event has thrown farmers' plans into disarray. Crops such as lentils, canola, cherries, potatoes, and grapes have been impacted very negatively. Lentil crops have been particularly hard hit and in many cases have been pummeled into the ground. Grain growers battled horrendous harvest conditions with the big wet last year as well. Vineyards across... Two Australian states will also be fighting diseases worsened by the wet weather. Potato farmers have also experienced losses from the deluge. Question. In addition to the many already identified climate engineering elements that are raining down on us, what else might be in the precipitation? Consider this recent climate engineering patent, one of almost 200 listed on the geoengineeringwatch.org extensive list of patents. Patent number two O. 220312691, 220312691, October 6, 2022, method for rain cloud formation using airborne dimethylamine injection. The patent then states, a collection of such water droplets constitutes a cloud which may spontaneously produce precipitation in the form of rain, hail, or snow, or precipitation induced by cloud seeding. The cloud condensation nuclei is the result of nucleation processes. In this patent application, the process is described wherein said nucleation is catalyzed by the injection of a chemical substance, dimethylamine. Into the upper atmosphere, preferably through injection of said substance into an electron rich aircraft engine exhaust. The subsequent formation of negatively charged ions has a catalytic effect on the generation of said cloud condensation nuclei. But governments would never subject their populations to geoengineering jet sprayed toxic elements, would they? Look up for your answer. So, exactly how toxic is dimethylamine? Here's how bad it is from nj.gov.health. Hazard summary. Dimethylamine can affect you when breathed in and by passing through your skin. Dimethylamine can irritate and cause severe burns of the skin. Contact can severely irritate and burn the eyes with possible permanent damage. Corneal opacities causing blindness. Breathing dimethylamine can irritate the nose and throat. Breathing dimethylamine can irritate the lungs, causing coughing and or shortness of breath. Higher exposures can cause a buildup of fluid in the lungs, a.k.a. pulmonary edema, a medical emergency with severe shortness of breath. Repeated exposure may cause damage to the liver. There's more. Dimethylamine is also highly flammable in gas or liquid form. And there's this, identification. Dimethylamine is a colorless liquid or gas with a fishy or ammonia-like odor, it is used as a solvent and in making rubber, textiles and drugs and other chemicals and climate engineering. How long can you hold your breath? From Ian A.B. Baldy, B-L-A-D-I dot com, agriculture is collapsing. Chaos and carnage are coming all over the globe. Refugees that are going to be pouring in every direction from regions that are no longer habitable. From weather.com, Australia, massive heat waves to scorch a third of the country, just the beginning. From techonomy.com, these 15 foods could disappear due to climate change. Tomatoes, chilies, chocolate, coffee, wine, potatoes, seeds, corn, blueberries, limes, oranges, peaches, meat, and seafood, cheese, and micronutrients. Doesn't that cover just about... Everything. It's an odd list from Techonomy.com, but here's the bottom line: If we remain on the current course, there'll be no food, no web of life, no humans. Simple, and not my opinion. That's a statistical certainty. If we continue on the current course, from Science.org, more bad news: CO2 forcing and its implications for climate sensitivity. This is an important new. Announcement, new acknowledgement, I should say. The effect of increasing the concentration of atmospheric carbon dioxide on global average surface air temperatures might be expected to be constant. However, this is not the case. Doubling the atmospheric CO2 concentrations increases the impact of any given increase in CO2 by 25%. The science.org report then states the more anthropogenic CO2 emissions raise the atmospheric CO2 concentration, the more serious the consequences will be. Again, you can't just completely alter atmospheric. Chemistry in the geologic blink of an eye without consequences, it affects the oceans as well. On that note, from phys.org, the ocean may be storing more carbon than estimated in earlier studies. Everything is worse than we have previously been told. The oceans are acidifying. That's part of what's killing them. And from too many sources to list, sea levels are rising much Faster than expected, or at least much faster than we've been told. And that's exactly as geoengineeringwatch.org has stated on the record for a decade and a half. And there's this footnote Antarctic sea ice is currently at record low levels. From ABC News, ghost forests threaten New Jersey's water ecosystem. Acres of ghost forests have been popping up as increase. Saltwater concentrations in the soil has been killing what remains of the Atlantic white cedar trees that populate the area. That's only one example. There are so many others. Almost out of time, from a conclusionary standpoint, this from Resilience.org. Confessions of a Disillusioned Scientist. Here's what he has to say. Humanity's overall trajectory is set by the architecture of social systems now in place. We can alter those systems somewhat through policy, but incremental reform won't be enough to stave off collapse. That's exactly true. The systems themselves, especially our industrial and financial systems, are, and always have been, unsustainable by design. Yet these self-annihilating systems are defended by incentives and penalties whose purpose is to discourage significant rapid change, or for that matter, any change at all. Yes, as Orwell warned us about from so long ago, the matrix controller's mantra, war is peace, freedom is slavery, and ignorance is strength. And from Carl Jung, this, the state takes the place of God, the socialist dictatorships are religions, and state slavery is a form of worship. How often do we hear the term U.S interests abroad. Translation, U.S. military bases, almost 800 of them, and everyone else's country or on their border to spread, quote, freedom and democracy, we're told. But even more troubling is the majority of the population that chooses to believe that lie. It's about empire and remaining resources till nothing is left. How many times have we been told by Matrix Media and their power-structure-controlled commentators that, quote, Iran is the world's biggest state sponsor of terrorism, yet Iran hasn't invaded anyone for almost two and a half centuries, about 240 years, while in the last hundred years the U.S. military machine has invaded, occupied, and or destabilized about a hundred countries. Who's the aggressor? Who's hijacking remaining natural resources from other countries? Further, which nation has demonized Iran even more than the U.S. has? The same nation that has relentlessly and without any legitimate independent oversight used to the U.S. as its puppet and proxy, both the media and the government. Who is the tail wagging the dog? That blank isn't hard to fill in. Do the facts just cited mean that I'm somehow in support of the Iranian government? Absolutely not. But facts need to matter. And when they no longer do, we're indeed on dangerous ground. For those that are willing to face a glimpse of what war is really about, take the time to view the movie Platoon or the thin red line. There's no glory. Just controller-created carnage. It's always been so. Biosphere collapses beat the controllers to the proverbial intersection. They're now more desperate and dangerous than ever before. For over two decades, I've tried to warn of this inevitability. A decade and a half of that time was with geoengineeringwatch.org. The moment the majority of the population is forced to awaken to the fact that the carbon fuel carnival is over. It really is over at that moment, and the controllers will play their biggest cards of all. They're not about to willingly allow populations to take to the streets with their proverbial pitchforks and torches in order to deliver justice to those in government cabals and matrix-controlled media who were and are most responsible for delivering us to this dark hour. Our task is this, to choose courage and purpose, to man our individual posts, to play our individual parts in this final act of the play. Will anyone make it through what's coming? How can we know unless we fully apply ourselves to the battle at hand? We're playing the grandest game of chess we must learn to play well. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for specific instructions on how to most effectively and efficiently move this fight forward. Please, get informed, share credible data from a credible source, make your voice heard, make every day count. Until next week, this is Dane Wigington from geoengineeringwatch.org.